Hello, and welcome to the Recreate Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Brandy Boyd, and I am so excited that you are listening as I share insight using evidence-based research to help you recreate a new you to live your healthiest life. Did you know 70% of Americans have issues with sleep? So if this is you, you're not alone. But the greater thing is, is that you don't have to continue to be part of this statistic. Because it doesn't matter if you're 12 years old or 30 or 60 or even 90 years old, it's almost never too late to fix your sleep. Because your body, the way that it was created, was actually made for optimal sleep. It's just about educating yourself and taking steps to recreate your body so that it can function optimally so that you can live your healthiest self. And as you might know, I love researching. And so there is so much that goes into our sleep and our sleep is so important. So that's why I'm not cramming all of this into one episode because you might not listen to it. And I like to keep them short so that you can listen to these things while you're in the car or going for a jog. So today we're just going to talk about why we need sleep. But I encourage you to subscribe because in the next episodes, we're going to talk about the stages of sleep, what controls your sleep, things that are impacting your sleep, maybe that you don't know about, and the main groups of sleep issues. So let's dive in today. Did you know that we spend a third of our lifetime sleeping? That's right. We thought dogs slept a lot, but really a third of your life sleeping. So that's why I wanted to make multiple episodes on this issue because sleep is so important. So why do we need sleep? Let's start there. Sleep is more than just going to bed at night, getting up in the morning so that you can have some energy to go to work and to do the things that you enjoy. Or maybe you're like, yeah, I just go to sleep so that, you know, I wake up and I don't have black eyes and they're like sunken into my head. No, sleep is actually so much more than that. It's actually a time where our body systems, our body's organs do their work so that our bodies can actually function optimally. So if you're not sleeping enough, or maybe you're not getting quality sleep, which I'll talk about, your organs, your systems, your body is not going to function optimally. So every organ in your body has a specific time period that it's most active. And again, most organs are active actually at night. So this is why we need sleep because we need to let our organs do what they were created to do. So first, let's start with your liver. Your liver is most active between the hours of 1 to 3 a.m. Now what is your liver's function? Your liver eliminates toxins. So if you wake up at 1 to 3 o'clock in the mornings, maybe consistently, it could possibly mean that there are too many toxins in your body. There's too much inflammation that your liver is actually having a hard time detoxifying and getting rid of these toxins. So it's actually waking you up. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but your body has like alert systems and often we ignore those, but it's actually trying to tell you something. 
And so this is actually often why after drinking alcohol, when you go to sleep, your sleep is affected. You might get up and go to the bathroom at 2 o'clock or you wake up at 3 o'clock or something. It's because your liver is trying to break down the alcohol molecules and it's trying to detoxify and it's having problems doing it. So your body is giving you signals. We just need to listen to them. So liver, it likes to eliminate toxins. What do I mean by toxins? Because you're like, well, I don't smoke and, you know, I have a carbon monoxide detector, so I don't really think I'm around toxins. I want you to think again because toxins are actually everywhere in our environment and they're actually stored in our fat in our bodies. So they actually accumulate over time. So even if we just have a little bit of toxins from this and a little bit from this and a little bit from this, it adds up and it starts building up in our fat over time and then it creates a lot bigger problems later. And so what are some of these toxins that I'm talking about? It can be anything new from a new car to a new carpet to new paint, new furniture, new rugs, even new clothes and even a new mattress. Mattresses actually give off something called VOC. VOC is a volatile organic compound. Sounds pretty scary, right? Yeah, mattresses give off VOCs for seven years. That's right, seven years. It's actually the same with your sheets, with your pillows, with your comforters. That's why actually buying these without harmful ingredients in them, specifically VOC-free, is really important, or at least air them out, put them in the sun so that they can gas off faster than seven years. Or maybe your great-grandmother gave you a mattress, and so it's 50 years old, so you don't even need to worry about VOCs. The next place that toxins can come from is from plastics. I think we're a little bit more aware now of why we shouldn't be drinking out of plastic bottles, especially water. But often we use plastics for containers for storing our food in the refrigerator or to take with us to work or in the freezer. But plastic is even on receipts. That's right. It's so crazy. That's why it's great just to, if you don't want a receipt, just say no thanks and they can throw it away for you so you're not touching it. The next part that we can actually accumulate toxins from is from using pesticides. Now, you may not use pesticides in your own yard, but I think you would be shocked at how much you're consuming through pesticides. What do I mean by this? So Roundup, you know, the thing that you spray on your grass, there's a main ingredient called glyphosate, and it actually changes your gut health. It changes the bacteria that's in your intestines, and it's not for the better. And glyphosate is in everything. Why? Because they spray it on wheat, they spray it on corn, they spray it on soy, which is in almost every single processed food in America. So you may be consuming a lot more pesticides than you thought. Another way we can accumulate toxins is from our beauty and home care products like makeup or the things that we spray to clean our house and our bathrooms. Yes, that's right. What you're actually putting on your skin from lotions to deodorant to soaps and what you're using in your home as products, even candles, it actually impacts the cells inside of you. We can also get toxins from eating conventional produce or meat. Now, I'm not saying that tomorrow you have to throw everything away and you have to go buy everything organic. 
That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is it's good to be educated about what fruits and vegetables actually have a lot of glyphosate or Roundup and which ones don't actually have a lot of pesticides on them. And this is great because the government has actually made something called the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. And they update it every year telling you what fruits and vegetables have the most and what have the least so that when you go to the grocery store, you know what things like strawberries that you really do need to buy organic and other things like pumpkins that really it's okay to buy conventional for. It's just about being educated. So check that out on the show notes. Another place that we can get toxins is from the air. I know, we can't control everything that we're breathing in, especially if someone's smoking around us. But did you know that the inside of your house can actually be 10 times more polluted than the outside air, even if you're not a smoker? Why? Because we never really open windows and let the air go through our house. And so it just builds up over time, especially if we're using things like I talked about, like candles and different home care products and different cosmetics. These things are building up in the air. So just open a window today, even if it's just for five or 10 minutes, just let some outside air come in to help reduce the toxic load inside of your house. Now, this might be a long list, and you're like, really? That's a lot. You don't need to go and change all of these things in a day and then feel like a failure. Just pick one or two things that I mentioned and start there. You're going to reduce your toxin exposure, and that's going to improve your ability of your liver to detoxify at night while you're sleeping. Another thing that actually you can add to your diet to help your liver detoxify is flax seeds and fiber. Fiber is found in vegetables. Another common way to detoxify is sauna use. So if you have the use of a sauna, then that's great because you can improve your detoxification even more. So what's another one? Hormones. That's right. Our hormones actually increase at night. Not all of them. But let's talk about growth hormone. So sleep is actually so vital for teenagers. I think sometimes we make fun of teenagers because we're like, they just want to sleep all the time or they slept for 10 hours and they're still sleepy. They actually need sleep because at night is when the growth hormone actually increases. So they need that at night, especially when they are kids and teenagers. But Growth hormone is more than just actual growth. It's actually the anti-aging hormone. It decreases fat body mass, and it helps with bone mineral density, which impacts your risk of getting osteoporosis. So we all need growth hormone, so we need to be sleeping. But growth hormone is actually released within usually about the first 70 minutes of you falling asleep. So if you wake up when you first go to sleep, if you're having disruptions at the very beginning of when you lie down, it's going to impact your growth hormone. And actually, alcohol specifically impacts your disruption of sleep at the beginning, so you're not actually getting enough growth hormone. So alcohol may be actually impacting your anti-aging hormone. Just something to think about. Another hormone that's actually produced during sleep is testosterone. Now, women... Don't turn it off right now. Women actually need testosterone as well. And testosterone impacts so many things. It impacts the way that your brain works. 
It impacts your lean body mass, your ability to recover from exercise, and even your motivation. So we need testosterone. But unfortunately, 39% of men over the age of 45 years are deficient in testosterone. Maybe it's because of their sleep. There's probably a lot of other causes as well, but sleep is definitely a place to start. And actually, in one study, there were patients that had sleep apnea, which we will talk about in a later episode. But when they actually wore a CPAP machine to help with their breathing during the night, they had improved testosterone levels. So it really does improve your testosterone levels by sleeping. So what's another system in your body that needs sleep? Your gut. That's right. If you've heard any of my podcasts before, I'm quite sure that you've learned by now that I really think that your gut health is important. But your gut is actually opposite from the other things that we've talked about today. Your gut actually doesn't work a lot at night. It needs to rest and replenish at night. So its peak time of working is between 10 a.m., and 4 p.m. So we'll talk about this in later episodes and why maybe eating during those optimal hours can actually impact your sleep for the better or maybe for the worse. But an unhealthy gut, it doesn't just impact your sleep. It impacts your heart. So your heart is kind of like the gut. It rests while you're sleeping. So if you're having digestive issues or maybe you have an unhealthy gut, the blood supply to your heart is actually decreased. So it's all connected inside of you. So let's take care of our guts. Serotonin and melatonin, which we'll talk about later as well, but it is actually made in the gut. So again, if you have an unhealthy gut, then your sleep is going to be off and vice versa. If you're not getting enough sleep, then your gut is going to be affected. So they really do play together. The next system is your immune system. So I've done some recent podcasts on your immune system and how to actually boost your immune system, but your immune system really needs sleep. You can see this because when you're sick, what does your mom tell you to do? Go to bed, don't get out of bed, just stay there and rest or watch Netflix all day. But if you have an autoimmune disease, your body actually needs sleep as well because your immune system needs sleep for it to detoxify. So it's really interesting to me too that if you think about it, the fall and winter nights, which is starting right now, the sun's going down earlier. Our nights are longer. And maybe that's because we actually need more sleep during these months to keep our immune systems functioning optimally. Reminder, I am not a doctor, lawyer, psychiatrist, or astronaut. All information is intended to motivate listeners to make their own nutrition and health decisions after consulting with their healthcare provider. I encourage you to consult a doctor before making any health changes especially any changes related to a specific diagnosis or condition. No information on this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any disease or condition. So next is your brain. Now, you're like, well, nah, duh. If I'm not sleeping, then my brain doesn't really work very good the next day. But it's actually so much more than that. So your brain actually makes trash. That's right. Your brain is working during the day, and so at night, 
it it gets all the trash it gets the waste and that's actually when it needs to get rid of it so there's a specific waste it's actually called beta amyloid now maybe you've heard of it maybe not but it's actually linked to alzheimer's so yes sleep and alzheimer's are actually correlated and actually this is why sometimes when children that are deprived of sleep can actually have an increased risk of a learning disability like ADHD or ADD. So start with sleep. That's something really easy to make changes with and that could improve their brain function. Another organ that actually works the best at night is your gallbladder. It works best from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Another system, your lymphatic system. If you're not familiar with your lymphatic system, it's basically the shipping company that transfers waste and toxins around your body. So again, it's really important to detoxify your body at night and your lymphatic system works its best at night. The last one I want to talk about today is insulin sensitivity. So insulin sensitivity actually occurs at night. Now, Insulin sensitivity is not just a diabetic thing. So maybe you're like, well, I don't have that. I want you to maybe think again because actually one in every two Americans have diabetes or are pre-diabetic, but most people are unaware. But insulin sensitivity is so much more. It actually impacts your cravings. That's right. What you're craving during the day could be impacted because you're not getting enough sleep or you're not getting quality sleep because sleep deprived people actually have a decreased insulin sensitivity. In one study, there was actually a 40% reduction in the ability of their body to handle glucose like it's supposed to from only one bad night of sleep. That's how important sleep is on your insulin sensitivity and how your body is responding to the way that you're eating during the day and to the foods that you're eating. Sleep is so important. But again, our bodies were made for optimal sleep. So it's just about recreating a new you to allow your body to function optimally as it was created to. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you'll stay tuned for the next episode where we will talk about the stages of sleep and how many hours of sleep is optimal. So I encourage you to subscribe today so that you don't miss out on that episode or the next episodes of Sleep and More.